In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. <clears throat> Every time a priest puts on his cross, he says, If any man could come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. Every day I put this on, that's what I say. So these words are very personal, for we do bear a cross, and we do need to deny ourselves, and we need to follow God. So all the things are a part of our Christian faith, our Christian life. <clears throat> so if anyone comes after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Lord also said through St. Paul in the epistle, For I through the law died to the law, that I might live to God. In thinking of these scriptures together, I think it's important for us to realize that we are doing more uh, and we, we need to realize that more exists in what we do. Put it that way. We need to realize that more exists in what we do. Because we see this life that we have uh, on a very physical level, uh, yet there is a very powerful and even greater reality, the spiritual reality, that exists around us in which we also live. But we live in this world with stuff, with podiums and stuff. So, if we have died to the law and we live to God, we've, in a sense we've died to this world and we live to the world to come. In a sense, if we, we see denial, not of not doing things, but denial of, of, of this being the best reality and the understanding that the greater reality is really where we are where we need to be. <clears throat> so now that you're completely confused, <clears throat> let me explain. <laughs> That's my goal. See, I confuse you at the beginning of the homily, then I explain why you're confused. So, let's take a look at a couple of things that are just very real to us and very much present with us. First is our family, your family. Okay, there, there's physical presence there. We're, we're around them, they're around us. We have a life that, it, that revolves around that family. And that life can be at times very busy, exceptionally demanding. And we kind of look at that and, and see it for just what it is Physically, what it what it's demanding of me emotionally, how it's how it's pulling my uh, where how, how it's disturbing my life, how it's getting in my way. Now that's happened to all of us in relationship to family. It doesn't happen all the time, but there's this struggle of trying to understand our spiritual life, our relationship to the kingdom of God and how we engage our family life. 
I would encourage you to look also beyond that and understand that this is also your family. Right here. This is your family. So when you come to church, you're coming to family. That we are saving each other. That I need you here and you need me here. That I need your prayers and, and you need my prayers. That or your family is bigger than that physical unit that you exist in every day. It's bigger than that. It's this family. It's also the church family in a greater sense. You know, it was really great to hear the kids explain how excited they were about going to camp. You know why? Because they saw their family. And they'll have relationships with those kids for the rest of their lives. Their family is bigger than just that one unit. So we extend it out and we begin to see how powerful and big God has made our family. But it's even greater than that because you look on the walls of the church. This is your family. St. Fotini, St. Catherine, St. Nicholas, St. Ephraim, St. Gregory, St. John Clamicus. St. George, St. John of Damascus. We have in the back St. Irene, St. Parascava, and St. Uh, Anastasia, St. Marina. They're your family. The family of God. They're your family. They truly and really exist. They truly are really a part of your life. Let me read something from St. John of Kronstadt. It says, what does the daily invocation of saints signify? Of different ones each day during the whole year and during our whole life. It signifies that God's saints are our brethren, but perfect. They live and are near us, ever ready to help us by the grace of God. We live together with them in the house of the Heavenly Father, only in different parts of it. We live in the earthly and they live in the heavenly. But we can converse with them and they with us. God's saints are near to the believing heart and are ready in a moment to help those who call upon them with faith and love. St. John of Kronstadt. Beloved, your family is huge. It's gigantic. It's this big. It's huge. And it exists in this beautiful realm where you can touch it all the time. And one day, I was thinking about this when I came to the church this morning, one day, that family will be your reality. You'll live in the greater reality. One day, you will not just ask St. Athanasius for his prayers. You will greet him, and he will greet you. One day, St. John the Baptist will not be there just to hear your intercession, but he will be there to greet you and embrace you. One day. Look forward to that day. That's a powerful thought for us to hold, that one day you will, you will be with your guardian angel. You'll see the guardian angel. You'll see your angel. 
It just won't be, help me today, or thank you for protecting me today. It won't be just that. It will be a, it will be a visual presence. So, beloved, be encouraged that your family is greater than that. Much greater than just that family. So, be encouraged. Allow your heart to expand there. Live in that reality. Secondly, uh, the realities that we deal with that I think we need to see beyond is our struggle with, our, with living in a home and our financial issues. How many have financial issues? <laughs> How many had them? How many will have them again? Okay, that's a reality. It's a struggle in this life, the struggle for, with, our, with the burden of stuff. Okay, we, we have this struggle. We have struggle with finance. We struggle with keeping a roof over our head. All those things are, are important to be responsible for. Not, not in terms of irresponsibility, but in terms of responsibility. We do all we can in this life, but it is not the end. You know, you live, you live no matter where you live, you live in temporary housing. That house you live in is temporary. It really doesn't even belong to you. It was a gift from God. In fact, we should all be very thankful. We are all probably in the top 10% of the rich of the world. So we really have very little to complain about. We struggle with stuff. But there's greater struggles out there and... We need to be grateful that God has not put us in that, in those struggles. So we need to be thankful there and understand that this is not our final reality. It's where we live. It's where we need to be responsible. But there is something greater for you. Let me read from the Lord himself. Because he knew you were going to struggle with this. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. You've got a mansion. You may be there sooner than later. You may be there later than sooner. But it's a mansion. And it belongs to you. And the Lord's going to be with you in that mansion. That's His promise to you. So when you struggle for this life, when you understand that that's just what you have and you have to deal with that, lift your mind to that place. You live in temporary housing. You're just renting. Your renter. Your hope is in your mansion in heaven. Contemplate that. Imagine what it's like. Wow. God is good. Riches untold for us in heaven. Let us contemplate those things. And then we live in this life with its pleasures. 
Uh, our struggle with pleasure, I remember, and it's very true, the saints say it, and I remember Father Richard saying it over and over again. You know what follows pleasure? Pain. <laughs> what follows pleasure is pain. All the stuff we have in this life, all the joys we have in this life, there's a degree of pain with that. There's a degree of that. And we have to understand that that's this life's pleasure is temporary. It doesn't last uh, long. But I want to encourage you in this. And this is important. That you do need to find things in your life that bring you joy. And it's not party maybe once in a while, an enjoyable afternoon with, with friends. But you need to find things in life that bring you joy because that joy is a foretaste of the joy of heaven. Is it a walk on the beach? Is it a quiet moment? Is it sitting, sipping tea in front of your icons? What is it? What does bring you joy? You need to have that in your life but you need to touch that joy as a foretaste of the joy of heaven. Not just as something here, because when, you, when your heart reaches for that joy, it will sustain you. When it touches the joy of heaven, that joy sustains you. Not the pleasures of the world, but the joys of heaven. So, we need to engage this. Enjoy the fruit of your life. Enjoy the fruit of your life. I'll, I'll tell you, just to share a story with you, uh, last year, uh, I took a sabbatical, and uh, a one-month uh, sabbatical, and uh, at the end of that month, I had a joyous time, great joyous vacation with my wife and great friends. And I remember, you know, my thought was my vacation would be a nice, quiet time away with my wife. So I'd go. So along the way, as we were planning this, uh, we gathered, uh, Pat and Linda Wallace decided to join us, which was fine. And then Deacon Howard and Gail decided to join us, and Dean and Penny decided to join us. And I said, well, there goes that quiet time. <laughs> but Bishop Bays, I was with him. He said, you know, Father Nicholas, you need to enjoy the fruit of your labor. He said, you spend all your time digging in the ground, but you never pull the fruit off the tree. You know, we need to do that. There's fruit in your life. There's stuff in your life that's so good and so rich. And we spend all the time digging in the soil. We don't stop to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Enjoy the fruit of the labor. When you taste that fruit, that's eternal fruit. You know, I was at uh, Daniel's uh, uh, Eagle Scout uh, uh, reception. I saw Doug and Cheryl enjoy the fruit of their labor. You were eating the apples. The, the apple Daniel. We all enjoyed it. Everybody that contributed to that, we were enjoying. In that moment, you were enjoying the fruit of your labor. And then you went back to digging in the ground. I would suggest pull more apples from the tree. 
Enjoy the fruit of what your life has produced. That's the joy of heaven. That's a taste, a foretaste of the joy of heaven. So, let us enjoy our family, the family of God. Let us understand that we live in temporary housing. And our real home is in a mansion in heaven with the Lord and with all the saints. And let us find the joy of this life that corresponds to the joy of heaven. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord, wish them your sins. Life everlasting. Amen.